Welcome back to Seriously Funny. I'm your host, Mashnor Kabir, and I don't drink soda. Look at me. I have a new microphone. This is insane. I'm sure that you've seen this microphone before. Yes, that was a pun because this is the ever so popular Sure SM7B. Uh, I'm running it through a Focusrite Scarlet interface without a cloud lifter, so the raw audio is pretty quiet. Actually, here it sounds like um, this right now so this is without any effects uh, put onto it uh, but luckily an xlr microphone should give me great audio that i can add gain in post so it should sound like what you're hearing right now with some compressors eqs gates but one day uh, i'll worry about getting a cloud lifter we're good for now though i think it sounds fine uh, anyways audio nerd stuff if you're interested you're interested if not the fancy light up microphone is gone uh, but unless you're a video watcher, that doesn't affect you. But also one thing that I learned is that it might not have been my old microphone that was the problem. Rather, it might have actually been the audio that I was recording on. So right now I'm recording this audio still through Audacity, but on my MacBook. Because apparently on my Windows device, uh, I recorded through Audacity with this microphone and it did it still popped and crackled and i'm like there's no this is new there's no way anything's wrong with it and so then i played with it uh, i went to a different like recording software i put it in the macbook everything sounded fine it's just audacity on my windows device just doesn't like me i reinstalled it it didn't work so maybe i didn't need to get a new microphone but my audio quality should be a bit better so regardless uh, a win for you but uh, anyways, before I lose the rest of my audience, we should probably get on to the rest of this episode. But wait, first, if you care and listen to the last episode, that friend Scan came back. He's good, all clear. His brain is doing completely fine, though the headaches are still probably a little bit too common. That shouldn't be happening. Uh, he will talk to a specialist about that. But yeah, he's uh, he's fine if you cared and if you were curious about how that uh, how that's going. So super happy there. Like I said, he was fine. I knew that all the way. The first part of this episode is about what I originally was going to talk about in when I was starting to write the script for this episode. I was inspired by a conversation that I had with one of my professors recently to create what this podcast is titled uh, and what we'll talk about in a minute here. But this ties in uh, and this being advice. Uh, advice is great sometimes. Uh, advice is not great, uh, a lot more times. Uh, and the biggest re reason is that a lot of people, especially in my age group, think that they can solve other people's problems sitting in their chair. They backseat game, but in real life. Uh, and unfortunately, although it'd be super cool if that's how it worked, it's not how it works. As Atticus said in To Kill a Mockingbird, you never really understand a person until you consider things from his point of view, until you climb into his skin and walk around in it. Shout out to my ninth grade English class there. Uh, here's a fun fact. People's lives are complicated, or at the very least, multifaceted. If someone tells you about one of their ailments and you think that you have a solution, the thing is, you probably don't know all of the variables that go into a person's life. Sometimes on Reddit, you'll see some advice subreddits where a person has problems with like, the, like their parents, and the people in the comments just blanket, oh, just leave home, bro. I mean... Maybe, yeah, uh, sometimes that works, uh, and some people do it, and it, it goes fine. But, you know, what if you have siblings that you basically raise yourself? It, it could depend on a lot of other things. 
Uh, if an adult asks for advice as well, uh, this is one thing that kids my age will, might give advice to adults if for, for some reason they're asked. Um, like They won't consider the fact that an adult isn't just an individual. They are a provider uh, or potentially a provider. They have a family and their decisions and their actions affect other people and involve other people. They're, they might have a family, etc. And so you can't just say, oh yeah, just do this thing, bro. Super easy. No, not really. Like if it was just one person and it's like, oh, you have to move away, then move away, bro. Opportunity is great. Take it. But um, if you have other people to take with you, it's not always so simple, so easy. Different people have their own lives. Even their kids, you like you want to respect your kids as people and respect the fact that they also have their own lives, their own relationships and such. And taking that into account can be a, a lot of variables. Uh, and computing that with our brains, especially depending on what point uh, or what how much experience you have in life, that can be quite complicated. Uh, but me being a hypocrite after talking about how advice isn't usually thoughtful enough, I'm going to give advice to the people trying to give it and to the people trying to receive it. Uh, to you people that are trying to give advice, if you know nothing about the situation, you know, how about you not give advice? Um, you know, just blanket statement on that one. Uh, if you know nothing about the situation, just don't. It's it probably a better idea that you don't give advice. How about you just listen? I'm not just going to say don't do anything. Uh, just listen, say what you heard, uh, and offer a perspective and say, you know, I don't know enough about X to give advice. Sorry, buddy. And trust me when I say this here, I'm giving you advice right here uh, that you're just going to have to trust me on. People appreciate honesty a lot more than they appreciate when you're trying to look cool when you pull out a Star Wars Yoda quote when someone is going through a challenging life situation, yeah? And so to the people receiving advice, just don't take what they're saying to heart. If you're the receiver, don't always just completely take it to heart. We'll, we'll talk about this more in a minute. Uh, again, they don't know everything. They're not mind readers. Uh, they're just doing their best, okay? Not everyone's going to listen to this podcast and know that they should be honest and say that they don't know when they don't know something, all right? And so don't stress yourself more by getting upset at someone for not knowing the entirety and every variable in your life, okay? The, it's fine. Just don't get more stressed. If someone says the wrong thing, kind of just laugh in your head like, man, they're kind of dumb. But, you know, you don't have to take the advice. The last piece of advice goes for both the givers and the receivers. Uh, any advice that doesn't start with the words, it depends, should be thrown out the window faster than a live bomb, okay? If you're giving advice, the way that you take into account for the fact that you don't know anything is by saying, it depends, if you're receiving advice, the way you know that someone isn't just trying to sound cool is when you hear, it depends. Uh, that's when you know that you're getting some quality that you might want to consider. Uh, the only possible exception to this might be if someone went through the exact same situation in which they tell you what they did, why they did it, and how it worked out. But even then, at the end, they should probably say, that's what I did, though. It really depends on what you want or what you think about X or etc., also, let's just really quickly remember what advice is. It's a recommendation, a consideration, an external solution conjectured by someone who isn't plagued by the stress of the... Why do I say these words? Why? Why do, why do I do this? I'm a pretentious a-hole, I guess. Anyways, so if you're receiving advice, first off, understand that what you're getting. Is it advice? Then it's someone... You know, advice is going to be someone telling you an option that you may want to consider... Um, 
for as a solution for the situation for X reason. Um, and then it could also be an observation. Someone is simply telling you what the situation looks like to them. Uh, and that's uh, helpful a lot of the time. And then it could be a mirror, uh, which is what I prefer to do, which is kind of a combination. Uh, I just kind of repeat back what someone says to me. Uh, and for some reason, it helps them figure things out. Uh, and the reason I use this mirror, uh, well, I'm not that great at it. I'm, I'm doing my best. But um Here's the thing. Again, I don't know the answer to people's life struggles most of the time. Even with things like mental anguish that I have experienced, the path that I took to deal with it is not one that most people can handle or keep up with. The path itself was hard and following it was even harder. But since I don't know the answer, unfortunately, no matter how much I want to know and how much I love the person I'm talking to, I know for a fact that I cannot solve their problems. Uh, I, I just can't solve anyone's problems for them. And I have learned that the hard way many, many times. The only person that can solve your problems is you. Can you get help? Absolutely. That's why I tell people to go to therapy. But in the end, you're the one that has to box the final solution and submit the test. Anyways, what I was going to say before the mirror tangent, which is an entirely different episode because it's super complicated. It's just, it's a really hard method. It's really good, but it's a method that like, I don't, I don't, I have not perfected at all. This takes years of training to get right. This is something therapists and psychiatrists will do. And obviously they're training for like 12 years of their life to get their degree. Well, a psychiatrist is on a therapist might train a little bit less, but anyways, advice is a recommendation. Take it as such, just another perspective, a thought. If you think it's good enough to completely listen to awesome. If you think it's utter and absolute garbage, awesome. Either way, the decision is yours. And that might be hard because that means, yes, you are liable for the consequences. Consequences. That's life, but it's your life. Um, All right. So the meat and potatoes uh, or however the saying goes, the, yeah, it is the meat and potatoes, right? I don't remember. There was, I feel like there was something else. There was another saying that was similar and I just cannot recall it. Uh, Anyway, so the meat and potatoes, or however the saying goes, of this episode, talking about decisions, was inspired by one of my past professors. As I said, I talk to them every now and then. I super enjoy talking to them. They're super awesome. Uh, I won't detail their exact dilemma, but they had one. And it was one of the more unfortunate dilemmas that I think a person can have. Uh, Unfortunate for certain reasons. Some people have to choose between two really bad things. And that's, that's definitely more unfortunate, but for different reasons. Um, So we're going to start with describing this one. Uh, We'll call this the, I don't know, desire versus logic dilemma, because it's a decision that comes up when you can choose to follow your desires, what you want, and what you feel that you love, uh, what you desire. Uh, And then the other choice is what you know is the right answer. So for a YouTuber you like, they may have had to make the decision of leaving their job that paid well and becoming a full-time YouTuber because they love art. They love bringing narratives together. They love creating. But of course, the right answer is probably staying at your job and making good money and continue to make good money, especially if this creator, God forbid, had a family. It would be an extraordinary hard thing to justify leaving a job that 100% works for going into it. I mean, I guess job security depends on where you are and where you're working. And the actually, if you get a job now, your, your job security is probably all right, since everyone's effing resigning from their job. But anyways, that, that's economic doo-doo that I'm not smart enough to talk about. But 
uh, yeah. So going into a job that works and versus going into a job that might completely fail or at least not do as well as the other one on the basis of a simple, I want to. That might even feel quite selfish. Um, now to explain the nuances here, let's first describe or let's describe further that whole being a parent provider thing. If you're a parent and you have the choice of doing what you love or doing what works, although yes, the right answer is absolutely just doing what you know what works. Uh, I think it's a very interesting consideration of what do I want my kids to do. Um, if you have a child that has the choice of doing quote, the right answer, end quote, or choosing to do what they love, what would you want them to do? Well, if you're smart, uh, you'll ask, well, is the right answer something they hate? Because uh, if they don't hate it, then maybe you can go down that route and uh, fit the want to do pieces on the side. It happens. It works. Like, I'm going to college. I want to do this podcast. So I just kind of do both of them. But I only, you know, one episode a week. And I just limit myself there. And then the YouTube thing, I don't do it too much. I'll do it very rarely when I have time, usually over breaks. I have not had time and I've been wanting to do a video on something, but it requires research and I, the animations are going to take me a while. Anyways, um, if they, if they do hate it, if they do hate that quote, right thing and quote, then you'd probably want them to do what they love. Kinda, maybe, uh, it depends. Uh, you might recommend a compromise of some sort because you're a parent and you have a larger experience pool. Who knows? Maybe you can figure out uh, some manner of compromise with some more more life experience or whatever those adults say to me to call me dumb. Uh, another nuance might be that usually when we talk about this decision of uh, what you love versus what works, there's an insinuation that what works is something you hate. I'm going to hit you with the cold water. There's some people in the world that hate their job. That's not the cold water. All right, We all know that. Uh, but there's also some people that don't love their jobs and they don't hate it either. Uh, it's just a thing that they do. 40 hours of work in a week, 56 hours of sleep, assuming eight hours, of course, I'm going to factor sleep in, you know me, but, um, and the rest of that week, that leaves 72 hours of free time enjoying whatever for the rest of the week. A lot of people that work desk jobs kind of live this life probably. Uh, they have good friends, good relationships, they enjoy anime and video games maybe, and they go to work, which might not be great, but they like their coworkers, so it's not too miserable. Uh, point and they get paid enough uh, point being although that might have given me an idea for another episode uh, sometimes you can choose between doing something you're extremely passionate about and doing something that you don't really care about either way um, or maybe even like a little bit and that thing uh, that you like uh, a bit gives you a lot more money which let's be honest when you're looking at real life as hippy dippy self-help inspirational instagram posts about doing what you love money is what lets you survive and you need it um it's just how the world works kind of uh, it, it is generally what dictates you know quote the right answer end quote just money money's money's gonna make uh, uh one option a lot more uh, how would you say attractive than another option if you're thinking about some edge case about being a drug dealer you get the point yes exceptions exist even newton's laws of gravity might die when you get to quantum mechanics who knows any does it i looked into it a little bit some people said it doesn't but i know that there's an issue of combining newtonian physics 
and quantum mechanics. So I don't know. Anyways, this type of hard decision sucks a lot, actually. And honestly, this decision can very well be a privilege. Although some people do decide between being successful, being a successful content creator and say going to college, which that's a decision that involves an incredibly higher risk. Because if you go to college and you get like a business degree, an engineering degree, especially the business degree, an engineering degree is actually hard. Like you have to actually work for it. But if you get like a business degree, you're, you're going to do fine. Like you'll, you'll get a good enough job. Like, you know, it, things will probably work out if you're not a complete and utter idiot. And so things will work out. But if you want to go be a content creator, the risk involved there is absolutely incredible. And the amount of work that you have to put in compared to a business degree is going to be bad. Okay. If you want to be a content creator, you're going to have to put in seven days a week for probably like hopefully 16 hours a week if you really want to make good progress. But anyways, that's that's different. That's just me telling you that achieving your dreams is really, 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 really hard, okay? But uh, I'll uh, I'll touch on that in a second, I guess. A lot of the times this decision might be, oh, I got my dream job at Apple and I really enjoy working here, but Google just offered me a job that pays 20000 more a year. I really like Apple, but... You know, look, if you're at a point in your life where you have to think about whether or not you want an extra 20K per year, you're already winning. All right. You, you've done a good job. You, you've succeeded in life, probably uh, whatever you're doing, even if you're that drug dealer. I'm kidding. Don't don't do drugs, kids, uh, or don't sell drugs either. Uh, but yes, decisions suck because it's hard. Um, do you want or do you do what you want? Do you do what's right? We all hear the stories for the people who did what they loved and it worked out, but we never really hear the stories of the people that did what they loved and it didn't. This is actually called survivorship, survivability, survivor something, bias. It's the bias of we only know the stories of those who made it. We know about the dropouts like Steve Jobs and Bill Gates who it worked out for. Bill Gates' story is a little bit more nuanced. He didn't exactly just drop out of nowhere. He, he took a leave. Of, anyways, um, we know those stories, uh, but we don't hear the hundreds and maybe thousands of stories of people that it didn't work out for because it didn't work out for way more people. Uh, we'll talk more about the decision-making process later. Actually, this episode might actually crack into the 30-minute mark, uh, which I think that is the case because I'm at 20 minutes right now and I still have an entire point left. So for audio listeners, uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break here. So uh, have fun listening to the ad. Uh, I need to break this audio into two pieces so that I can actually put it into Anchor. And also, um, my throat is about to die for some reason. You know, I talk a lot in real life, but for some reason, when I talk into the microphone, my throat just says, no, I don't want to. So uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna take a little bit of a breather, drink a little bit more of my latte, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna cut right here for you too, you video listeners. Big old cut. All right, we're back. Uh, we're gonna move on to the next type of decision. Uh, and actually, I I kind of my brain died. So everything that you just heard, I wrote that in like 20 minutes, maybe like on Friday. And then I had to go to sleep. So I stopped and I feel like I had a few more ideas of different decisions in my head at the time, but I didn't write them down at all. And so they kind of all left my brain. So when I continued, when I resumed writing the script, I had no ideas. So 
uh, we're we're gonna just give you this a, a little short thingy and move on, I guess. Uh, so that one, yeah, that's definitely the longest one. Uh, the next type of hard decision is just gonna be risk. Uh, this can be a part of the prior one, but for this one, the hard part of the decision is the risk involved. So this could uh, also be a desire versus not um, versus not desire problem. Uh, leave your job or don't leave your job. But the thing here might be that the risk is incredibly high for this one. If your friend comes to you and says he has a business idea, you hear him out and think, wow, I thought he was going to sell me some pump and dump crypto scheme here. This actually isn't that bad. But quitting your job is scary. And most businesses fail. So, you know, you're a bit skeptical. What should you do? Uh, there's a great video on the channel Pursuit of Wonder that tackles this and the idea of making decisions. Uh, I've recommended it before. Every person is one choice away from everything changing. It's a great video. This one is also complicated, and it really follows along with the other one. Uh, and honestly, I'm realizing while writing the script that a lot of hard decisions involve these exact pieces, so I might be kind of done with this point. Um... If nothing else, yeah, my ability to, to create these kind of pooped. But I will say this. So there's a few types of decisions. Some of them are worse than others. Uh, it, obviously, easy decisions are easy. If you know the answer with just a minimal amount of thought or you just have to like work a few things out and you know the answer, then it's, it's not exactly a hard decision. It might be like a math problem where there's like, yeah, there's a right answer. There's absolutely a right answer. You just got to get your, you, you got to do some work to get there. You know, that can happen in real life. And that's like, you luck out if, if that's the case, GG, you've, you know, you won a lottery on that one. That's not a hard decision. It might take a little bit of work, but it's not exactly tough um, because you can, you know, there's a right answer and you can get there. Um, the hard decisions are when there's not exactly a very clear right answer. It may be you're choosing between two bad things uh, or maybe you're choosing between two good things or, you know, maybe you're choosing between the desire and the logic thing. Uh, so when you, so yeah, the good and good and the bad and bad, when you're choosing the greater of two goods or the, the, the lesser of two evils, like American election, goodness gracious. Anyway, um, when you're choosing there, uh, it's a bit tough because, well, you know, at the end of the day, you're just like, compare, you know, measuring straws or what, what's it? Splitting hairs. That's what it is. Uh, when you're splitting hairs, like you're just splitting hairs. So it doesn't really uh, mean like much it, at the end of the day. It's like, which one's the right answer? I don't know. And the reason you don't know is probably because there's not a right answer. Um, and that kind of sucks to think about and consider, but it might be how it is. Uh, and so we're going to move on to the third point with that one. Uh, how do you make hard decisions? Uh, let me give you advice when I don't know your problems at all. Uh, <laughs> a great idea if I do say so myself. Uh, here's the thing about hard decisions. I don't think rationalizing will help all that much. Um, at the end of the day, these decisions, the hard ones are the ones that you are either choosing between the lesser of two evils or the greater of two goods, like I said, or the decision of desire and logic. These decisions are hard because they don't have an immediate correct path to take. Obviously, if the decision between something good and something bad, there's a right answer and it's an easy answer. Usually life can, of course, be complicated and things aren't always black and white, white and white, black and black. 
you know, et cetera. But trying to talk about all of that would be horrible for all of us here. Um, <laughs> but look, when you are choosing between two good things or you're choosing between what you desire and what you rationally think is right, rationality isn't going to help you. Do you really want to compare straws or compare straws? You know, I realize that's not the right thing. Yeah, do you really want to split hairs uh, and say, you know, this choice is marginally better than that one in this department, but that one's marginally better than this one in this department? Like, I, I, you know, uh, you could, uh, since, you know, uh, I'm a writer, you know me, uh, you could go ahead and write out the pros and cons list, nice and old-fashioned. I will always recommend writing but yeah, you need some sense of rationality. You need to understand the options and the possible consequences, etica, etica. But at the end of the day, if logistics was the answer to the decision, it wouldn't be a hard decision past considering the logistics. Like I said, like the math problem. Um, you just got to solve it. Uh, a hard decision, I'm sorry to tell you, doesn't usually have a right answer. Um, neither choice is better than the other, and that's for two reasons. Uh, one, because a choice is a choice. When you take one path, if it doesn't work out, you don't know if the other path would work out. And if it does work out, you don't know that the other one wouldn't have. Uh, there is no right choice. There is simply a choice, and you have to make one. I guess, I mean, you don't have to, but it might be a good idea to go ahead and make a choice. And don't regret it either way. So which decision should you take one of them. Uh, they're both wrong and they're both right. Uh, if you have more information or a way to get more information, do that. And maybe the answer will become more clear. But for now, the decisions where the answer cannot be clearer, you have to pick and you have to be willing to accept the consequences. The last tip I have for you is a serious one. Flip a coin. <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I know what this seems like. It seems like something, you know... It, Something you do when you're choosing between what chip flavor you want in the supermarket, all right? But I think that when you're making a hard decision, if neither decision is the right answer, then what's the difference between that and the chips? Uh, not really anything, other than the fact that it might change your life, of course, but if both decisions equally impact your life, it kind of cancels each other out. And the secret about flipping the coin is that if it lands on a choice and you have a visceral reaction that you don't want to do it, you know that you don't want to choose the other side of the coin or that you do want to choose the other side of the coin, my bad. For this to occur, occur what is a core? For this to occur, you really need to commit to that coin flip. And if you really don't have a choice either way, you listen to that coin and flip it and say, you know, don't say, you know, Nah, but yeah, but no, don't do that. Nah, you you know, you flip it and you listen, point blank period, do it. <laughs> you might think that's insane, but it'll be a lot quicker than driving yourself insane trying to make a decision between two answers that are not right. Um, also, this gets quite a lot more complicated when you bring in the fact that hard decisions don't always have a simple two choices and there's a third or fourth choice. But hey, if that exists, then you can explore the choices. If you're really lucky you can, you know, and you try hard enough, there's some situations where you can try on some of the decisions before you actually come in. For example, how about you not just drop out of college? What if you take a leave of absence? There you go. That's what Bill Gates did. He didn't just jump. He like put a bungee cord on and then he jumped and he's like, okay, well, 
if I fall flat, I'll just bounce back up. And so, you know, sometimes you can do that if you, you know, if the situation permits it. It's snowing. I don't know why it only snows here on like weekends. It's like every weekend for the past like three or four weeks, it's just like snow on just the only the weekend, like only on like Sunday or Saturday. I don't know. I don't know what's up. It's not sticking to the ground. So, I mean, school's going to be open tomorrow, which eh, pros and cons. <laughs> uh, but yeah, at the end of the day, life is life and it goes on, whatever you do. Uh, and make the decisions you think you need to make. Uh, and if you can't make it, flip a coin. Just remember, whatever happens, whatever you choose, you're fine. That's all, though, for this episode of Seriously Funny. Uh, Music-wise, I don't think anything new has dropped. Uh, uh, Nash, has uh, he just released a single a day ago. So that is pretty nice, uh, very nice. If you're into the Nash songs, then you'll like it. Um, I'm excited for MGK's album. I'm hoping to see some things from Black Bear soon as well. Uh, that would be very fun. Anime-wise, I caught up to Baruto, but it I didn't do much else. This week was extraordinarily busy. I watched episode one of After the Rain. It seemed like an adorable anime, so I'll enjoy it, hopefully. But I took a test in uh, my physical electronics class that kind of went, I don't know. I, uh, I, I, I studied. I did the things. I wrote my formula sheet, and I'm like, yeah, I can do this. I can do I felt good on the homework. I felt really good on the homework. Got to the test, and then they just threw this like super complicated circuit on me, and I'm like... Uh, maybe I can't do this. (laughs) Maybe I can't do this one. And then I got to the last question and I remember the exact question. It's still traumatizing me. Okay. I got to this question and I it's, I'd seen it on my homework. I know how to do this question. And I just could not for the life of me, remember one part of the question that would have let me solve it. And I would remember it was that. So if you're in electrical engineering, the source current and the drain current are the same. If you look at the, how it, and on the, when you're looking at the circuit diagram or the, it was a four bias resistor circuit for a MOSFET and MOS. It's, it looks like our IS and ID should be different. All right. It, it looks that way. But if you think about the transistor, like the internal graph of it, you realize that they're connected, man. So upsetting. I, if only I'd remembered it, uh, it kind of sucks. It'll get curved probably, but I don't, I, whatever. I, I, I think I can do the problem now, which is what matters. So, you know, it's fine. Uh, I had a lot of homework and I was really on the line uh, for all of them. Uh, and I still have a lot of homework. I need to finish a problem set for my signals class. And then I need to uh, write a weekly report and a weekly notebook uh, by tomorrow. <laughs> um, and then I need to hopefully simulate some things. I, I don't know how it'll work, though. We'll, we'll see. I, hope, I tried yesterday and it didn't work too well. Uh, yeah, I wrote here that my crackling sound might not have been a mic issue with my microphone, which I already talked about. Uh, also, I, uh, I had this issue where I just, I just paused for a minute. I had this issue where I was on my microphone, this one, the fancy one and the focus, right? Uh, where on discord and zoom, like the voice applications where it would kind of be important for my microphone to work. It wasn't working. It just did not want to, uh, it's, I was sounding like a robot. It was horrible. It was absolutely abysmal. And the reason is that, so for anyone listening, uh, this, and you have this issue by some chance, uh, this is how you would fix it. You go into the, um, settings for your microphone 
So for me, I went in the settings for my focus right specifically. Uh, your audio interface is the thing that you're changing the settings on. Your your microphone itself will probably not come with, uh, not probably it definitely will not come. If you have an XLR microphone, it's not going to come with software. An XLR microphone is just a a device that captures analog input, so it, it it has no connection to the digital world. That's the interface's problem. Um, but uh, I, I didn't know if it was a Windows issues or not. But the thing is, so Discord, Zoom, etc., they use um, a 48, uh, 48 kilohertz uh, for their recording or, or for their audio. And so usually for standard um, exporting audio, we will do podcasts and stuff and we will export that at 44.1 kilohertz. And so that's what I had the microphone set to capture. But um, it doesn't like that. And also change your buffer size to about 192. Uh, doing those two things should fix your issues with um, whatever it may be. But uh, yeah, uh, there you go. If that's you, then uh, there's your fix for the thing. Uh, anyways, I have figured it out. So we're good now. Uh, maybe I need to... Uh, oh, this was me just continuing to talk. But yeah, I think that's all. We're at like 37 minutes. That'll cut down to probably 35, 36 minutes. So a longer episode. I started recording on a mono, mono track. So there's a shot that maybe the size of the audio might be enough to just post it straight. But I still need to put the split in there. So I, I guess it doesn't matter. But um, uh, yeah, thank you for listening to this episode of Seriously Funny. As always, I will talk at you next week. I really hope that the audio quality is good. There's a shot that I have to re-record everything if Audacity didn't work. I don't know. We'll see. But hopefully it works out. Thank you for listening. Uh, Much love. I will talk at you next week. And peace.